Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 509. Linz, it's good to see you. Yep. Thanks. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Good to see you too, Tony. Aw. Thanks. (laughs) No, we had a good time today. I uh, reviewed some books. We had some discussions. We had some long discussions of some Oscars and not Oscars. We're real good at this job. I'm just going to say it out loud. We're talking. We're pretty good at bullshitting. <laughs> I don't know if we're excellent at making like a really stand-up podcast, but we're really good at bullshitting, which is why we're at 509. Yes. <laughs> so you'll just have to listen to hear what bullshit we had for today. Just spewing out left and right. So grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 509, The Sinister Saga. Survived one full year of being of being married. married. Yeah, he's still alive. I haven't committed. What do they call it when you kill your significant other, your husband or wife? Murder. <laughs> I mean, you know, the general term is homicide, but like a parent killing a child is patricide. Oh, I, right, get, I think. yeah, and f- f- is it father? No. God, now you're making me think of sides that I, I know that there there's words from, but I can't. I'm not going to try to butcher the words of whatever it is. Like when you're a kingslayer or a... Oh, I'm or, sorry. Patricide is killing your father. That's what. So I don't have the time or the want to look all these up, but I would imagine that there's one specifically to Husbicide. Yeah. Husbicide. <laughs> That sounds terrible. <laughs> well, congrats on one aside. year of Thanks. marriage. Was, uh... I was going to say happy marriage or at least successful marriages. Yeah, no complaints. That's not true. I have a couple complaints, but I'll take that up with the person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to air that on the podcast. <laughs> Nobody wants to know. Leave those sins at home. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to get into the first... Uh, of two books that I read this Excellent. week. Um, and that is Sins of Sinister number one. Okay. Now, I've been talking about this event that's coming up. This is the first uh, starting point, I guess, for it. And I, oh, it's hard to say if people could just jump in now because there's so much that the X-Men books have done. Like, you know, they've had all these okay. wild tangents yeah. going here and there and everywhere and... Some right. come to fruition in these books. Some come. It, it's it's something that I've I've missed so much about the X Men books from before. Whereas it felt like it's its own ecosystem within the Marvel universe. You have Avengers show up here and there, but like these, they just feel that they're more um, tightly written. Okay. Like there's some good editorial staff saying, "Hey, no, you can't use that character because it died in this book." But they have the resurrection protocol, so like. Just throw in a line or two of, oh, he got resurrected. Continuity works that way. It's easily fixable. But that there's some someone on the X team that's overseeing all these still. And obviously that goes to the editors, writers, the team thinking these things. And I say all that because there's a lot of stuff that 
is going on in this book that you'd want to kind of have some knowledge before. It starts, like how far before? That's the hard part. I like I want to say you I have would to have say base everything. No, you have to have base knowledge of who Sinister is. Yes, and the, and do you want to give a refresher to the people at home who aren't Sinister files? Well, Mister Sinister Nathaniel Essex is one of my favorite villains of all time. He was originally a man, 18th century, who he pretty much gave himself the X gene through cloning and everything, and he's a super genius in mutagen, like mixing mutant DNA, any DNA really, right. and coming up with the most powerful. He's the one that made uh, Cable right. through the blood of uh, Gene and Scott Summers because that bloodline somehow creates one of the most powerful He's obsessed. Mutants. But not only with that, but with creating that, yes, that thing that's the most powerful of all. And that's where this whole story is going towards, his okay. big plan for that. So, again, if, if you know a little bit of Sinister, you're going to love this book. I mean, that's or the series, just because it folks around him. But you'll love a lot of the X books just because he's been a character through them all. Hellions was one that he was predominantly more involved in but again now we've learned within the x books is that there were other sinisters before mm-hmm. and there's a lot of sinisters now and now there he's his whole plan is taking over now and that's what this is about so it starts off with a little recap of he's recently killed professor x exodus emma frost and i forget who the other one was but oh forge anyways he ultimately is going to take over Krakoa through a couple small, uh, I don't want to say variants, uh, he gives himself different powers. And the biggest one that he gave himself was uh, Moira Mc, uh, McTaggart's uh, resetting power. Uh, you know about that through yeah. the house. So again, I feel like you have to almost go back to the beginning of all these books to really get this right. story. Really, it, her power isn't to reset. It's her power to remember past. No, because she would reset her whole life and like. Well, she would. She would. It's like Happy Death Day, right? She, yeah. She would die and then it would go back to the beginning. But she would. But be she reborn. could also remember. Yeah. Yeah. And so what he has done to himself is used her genetic uh, gene, and he can. He has save points. Because it's, it's the fact that you said genetic gene just kicked into my brain and I was like oh. well, <laughs> I guess it's, it's the same thing <laughs> didn't even realize I said that so all that to say is he's now created save points he doesn't have to reset all the way to like being a baby or not mm. but even then just think of you've done some things like how those the house of x or whatever one of those books was showing her going through the rigmarole of these different lives getting the knowledge and coming back that's what sinister is doing now he's Using what he already know, reset to now keep going gotcha. towards his ultimate goal. Okay. And some of that is was killing a couple people only to have them resurrected, but he's tainted the resurrection protocols. Because, again, you need to know about resurrection and the X-Men books right. to kind of get where this is going as well. Because recently in the books, humanity has now found out that they are immortal and they're kind of pissed. Of course. But with these new resurrected uh, mutants that just got killed, 
you find out that they came back with little diamonds on their head. Why? Because they're sinister clones. He's corrupted it. And this book is one of those where you have to understand this isn't going to be the straight and narrow of a book. This goes 10 years in the future. It starts off 10 years from now Mm -hmm. with him, Sinister, and all these people coming out of the pods. And then it goes back to year zero. He's been uh, found out for being pretty much an evil asshole and kicked off the council and sent in the pit of Krakoa. Right. To to be forever haunted down there. uh, Sabretooth. Yeah. Well, Sabretooth has recently got... uh, let go oh, and is he? on the exile, so he's now doing his own book and okay. stuff. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but within here, he sets uh, at year zero uh, with having Xavier come out and Emma, and they're again essentially him. Not all the mutants know it though, but enough on the council. Uh, oh, now Mystique left with Destiny, so the council they're going to need more people on the council. But Xavier just kind of throws out to them, maybe we should let the tech of resurrection go to humans. Which, of course, the mutants are like, no. Right. But he's like, we need them on our side. What better way to have them in our pocket than offering them this? And then they talk about the logistics of it. And Emma goes, me and the cuckoos could upload more data and everything. And then it goes plus one year. And again, the same person who broke the story of the resurrection protocols and immortality is on the hunt of trying to figure out more of what's going on. So he's talking to uh, JJ about the scoop, about the story of these clones. Because, again, it's already been one year since. Again, this is going really quickly, too. Jonah? Jonah? J. Jonah Jameson? Yep. Oh, I was like, J.J. Abrams? Oh, sorry. I couldn't get that name out of my head. I was like, who the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> and and one of the things that I, I loved within it is he's he's trying to uh, figure out if uh, JJ is pretty much uh, a, a clone now. Because it's already been one year. So now you have to, in your mind, realize, oh, probably some humanity has taken up on this thing. Oh, and they wasted it on J. Jonah Jameson? Well, he gets, he gets a shot. To or to find out if he's got the gene or not, and he comes back. Oh, they need to have a particular gene. Well, you need to, yes, and it's uh again they they kind of brush over it and then kind of layer it later on of finding out what it is. But one of the the best lines that I've seen in or read it just made me laugh is uh is is him going, "You've got me or you've got me scared like." What in the name of whoever invented inverted pyramid writing style is going on? And I just thought of that's his go-to like uh, catchphrases right. is in writing styles, but whatevs. He then uh, passes the test, gets told about the clones, and then lo and behold, little diamond on his head. Again, when uh, ever they're sinister clones, it is him speaking as sinister like overtaking the mind so this person is a sinister then in mind okay, so wait. mind in like mind and soul but like in body 
it's it looks the like other person, J. Jonah like, Jameson. The, okay, but he doesn't control like Sinister doesn't con- mind control the clones. No, they are their own um, independent because thing. Because I know he's had issues with his clones in the past. And that's the thing. So these are but they're all him wanting the same goal, so they're all kind of going the same route okay. and following him and whatever he's got, they are pretty much following his orders. His Probably that's going to be the thing that happens in the end is one of them One's turns on him. Yeah. Regardless, though, the story is is pretty well written now because, again, it's going at a fast pace. So much so that he then, after um, you know, testing um, J.J. Sorry, I keep saying that, but I hate saying J. Jonah Jameson. That's fine. I know, now that I know who you're talking about, and so do the listeners, it's <laughs> perfectly fine. But he, he, he then explains, because again, his sinister comes out of, we released fake tests just to lure the paranoid yet correct fools like you out. Again, total taking over the world now with these resurrection protocols. Next, we see them uh, making a giant like EMP orbital device something that they have Forge working on this. And again, they've slowly overtaken the mutant count. They're the quiet council. And now you start seeing that they're taking over mutants in so much as they're building it in one panel. You're reading what they're going to do. And then he, he goes, who wants to to hit the button to kill Krakoa? They just made a giant fucking beam to destroy one of the, I mean, largest mutants because he's a whole fucking mm-hmm. island. And they do it. But that's when they all of a sudden go like me. And then you realize, oh, they're already taken over as well. What happens when you destroy the thing that's holding the giant pit in its stomach? Oh, now Sinister can be released. This obviously is the plan, but this is one year in the future already. But because of that, they blame this whole attack on this other group. Or God, people You're basically just telling the story. Like, you're giving a book report at this point. I'm telling the past to even... (laughs) I'm not even partway through the first couple pages. Right, and I'm going to just stop right. You should, in a sec. you should, you should stop no, soon. But I want to say the one thing that I thought was so interesting is because they then orchestrated this whole attack on their mutant island, saying they need. Well, first off, they already have clones out there that have been replaced, so senators, this and that. So they got people in their pocket and on their side. But they then said that they no longer can support because Krakow was killed and that's where all their uh organic tech kind of stuff came from that they need to do some more invasive uh psychic taking people's minds but they're still doing it for the people that sign up and they now had the avengers come and help them pretty much destroy orchid and through that all orcus orcus sorry okay Well, no, it's not, no, no, not orchid. It, it's orchid. Is it orchid? Yeah, because they're the orchid flowers and everything oh. and the petals that don't confuse me. I thought you me. were talking about. I, 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 you, I'm behind on the X Men book. But you still know. You had them. To, is that a group of people called orchid? Or are you talking about yeah. the plants? Yeah. Well, they're that's what they name themselves after. Okay. Is this a new group? But no, it was the group that was that's going to create the Sentinels and create the. Oh, I thought that was called Orcus. Well, I'm pretty sure it's Orchid. You might be right. I'm, I, ain't gonna, gonna, I ain't gonna fight with you. I'm gonna just quick reread <laughs> no, no. the section. It's all it right. Is. Damn it! I fucking hate you. Am it I is, right? Yeah, it is Orcus. Yeah. <laughs> 
I thought it was after the flower. I've just <laughs> mentally been picturing that that's their symbol. All these t- S and D's look the same to me, I guess. Oh man, <laughs> sounds like a real problem. <laughs> Good thing you don't have any of those in your name. <laughs> so when I duck six, six, nah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you were you trying to say you suck dick? <laughs> I said I don't think I said me. <laughs> so you I said. Easily so I. So this. you said. <laughs> you said. Shut up. Shut up. So I duck six. <laughs> oh, oh, that was great. I All love right. It. I do want to get one last point in this okay. of this book that I just again, the writing is so it's so quick, but it just makes so many points hit home of how uh, Sinister's overall plan goes about. So having uh, them go after Orcus. The Avengers come and help. Right. But they already have a full Nimrod uh, machine up and running, which is what they've been trying to prevent in the mm-hmm. books for a while, because Nimrod being the master sentinel right. of all things. Yep. But you have the Avengers coming and Fantastic Force. You have Iron Man and uh, Reed Richards. And they also said some of the other people that helped make the hack. Uh, sent a code into to Nimrod and pretty much killed him and destroyed him. And that's that. Which brought the point up in my mind of the X-Men have been fighting Nimrod all their lives. Here you have the Avengers come help and it overwhelmingly, you know, worked in their favor. Right. But also it got the, you know, there's a, a thing in psychology if you ask someone for a favor and they do that, they they will be more close to you, or even if you do them a favor first too, it it just makes people more friendly with you to sure. do more favors in the future, uh, a mutual uh, situation, a friendship. So at the end of this, Scott is telling Captain America of like, yeah, these people are bad and everything, but uh, now that Krakoa is killed, we're gonna have to uh, give everyone these shots, these X genes and whatever. Do you want one? And you know Captain America would probably normally say no. Right. But in this moment, he goes, that might be a good sign or a start for people to stop hating you X-Men for so much. So now you get the starting point of, oh, they're now taking over some other superheroes too. And all it is is giving them this shot that puts an X-Gene in them. But what that really does is it gives a a way for when they get resurrected so they first would have to die or whatever or actually i think this is now to get the whole gene within them so that sinister could then overtake the world right and then sinister because they can only be resurrected if they have an an x X gene gene. right yep and well at least that's the lie they said who knows if they could have without or not right again i have only touched some of the there's so much in this book, and I love it. And I gave this such a shitty root, or I'm giving such a long-winded, I feel like a disservice review to this because of how awesome it is and how much I like it. And I just, all these other threads, again, all this stuff that I was talking about from books before that come up. And there's there's been a bunch of other events where, you know, stuff came to fruition and then new stuff comes about, mm-hmm. but... 
Sinister's my boy. So, uh, the TLDR <laughs> version of your review is it was really good, and you like the way where they're going with it, but you don't think that people can just hop on and read this without prior knowledge of what has been happening in the universe. Yes. Without extreme confusion. You, you would you'd be missing a lot. Right. I mean, you would be understanding what this event is because it's pretty much plotting out the events of Sinister did this. He even has a whole page because you know how the X-Men books have the blank white pages, as I like to call them, of stuff. Yeah. Like prose or just little nuggets and everything. There's a, a page, The Incredible Genius of Mr. Sinister Part Four. I can't even say that number. Trillion. What's more than a trillion? There's a lot of zeros after this. But again, just... Mr. Sinister having all these trillion. different... I think that is trillion. All these different plans. What's That's a thousand million. Oh, yeah, that is a trillion. Regardless of the large number, he has all these genius plans. And it lays out the plans, his methodology? Myth, 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 his method? Methodology is what I wanted to say. Methodology. Okay. That's a word because I'm reading it. Okay. <laughs> I just couldn't pronounce it. I know, I'm looking at you like, are you trying to make up a word? Um, Okay. But, you know, I really think that, like, no one's just going to hop on this book. I mean, no one's going to pick up a book about Mr. Sinister without knowing, like, a little bit about him. Yeah, if you haven't been reading the X books. It'd be a weird place for somebody to pick up. There is a, a decent place within the last event, the whole Axe thing with Avengers, X Men, and the Eternals. You'd be lost a little bit with the Eternal stuff, but they explain enough for the Eternal side. You get kind of in it, but then you're kind of in the more recent stuff that's going on with the X-Men 2 mm-hmm. and the event and all that's going on down with them. So that'd probably be the best beginning if you want to jump in now. Um, or actually every year, the Hellfire Gala, which was a little bit prior to that event, right, is usually a good jumping point because that's when they do the new teams, uh, the new X-Men books and who's branching out there and kind of sets the pace for the next year. Right. I know that I saw already previews for the next event mm-hmm. after this one because they always do previews ahead of time. Yeah. It's going to come out, well, in the fall or August, and it's the fall or something of the fall, which then is always the illusion of, oh, they're, the X-Men are finally going to... Right. We've heard that story come. before. I know. And I, I'm waiting for it. To, I don't want it to the boot to ever drop. I mean, I just love everything that they've been doing now. Don't ever get off that island. But, you know, at some point, some writer's going to do it and reset it, and then they're going to be back in New York, and right. then I'll yeah. be mad again and sad. <laughs> well, there's a lot more that goes in this book. Uh, other powers, uh, people... Pulling out moot. Uh, yeah. Great, great book. Right on. And what's even greater than that. Oh, man. Is a saga of a different tale. Ah, yes. The the back on board. I remember it feels like just yesterday you were bitching about how they were going to take this pause. And here we are. I know. It, it, <laughs> it did feel like I was, well, I was a surprised that it did come out. Knew it was coming out, but I, back of my head, didn't think of that. Right. 
I'm like, yeah, Saga's back. And then I just thought, didn't I just bitch about this? I literally thought that. I was like, so recently. But I think it was last summer when they kind of were announcing. Well, it was after the end of the last issue, which would have been six. Uh, it would have been June. Right. Because they're doing again another six. Uh, I don't know if they're only doing six this time, too, if they've announced that. But I knew at least the last hiatus, they did six. We're taking six months off. And if that's how they're going to start doing the book. As long as the art, the writing, everything continues, I'm going to be sad that I don't get it as quickly as possible. But Saga is one of the best books ever written. It is. Yeah, it was released. So 60 was released July 6, 2022. Okay. So, um, In this, though, uh, I don't want to even really talk too much about a lot of what's going on. You shouldn't. But there was there, uh, yeah, I really won't. But there is just one part in this where um, I just thought it was hilarious when a girl got asked if uh, she was happy, and you just see a panel next, uh, just Lion Cat looking to see the response. Because mm. uh, she was just caught. Uh, it's the, um, she's one of the thes. The, the thes? Yeah. Uh, what do they call them? Pretty much the the assassins. Oh. Um. I see what you're saying because they all start with like the something. Yeah. Yeah. They're bounty hunters, right? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Uh. Anyway, she was. Uh. She's the other horned one. Okay. And she was sleeping with the, with uh, the will. The will, yes. And uh, and she got asked, then are you happy? And just that whole just Lion Cat just showing up was just really. She didn't then answer though, so obviously you knew that. Well, Lion Cat didn't have to call her out on Lion, but right. you almost got the intention of, yeah, she's really not happy because she what she didn't say was more. And again, that's just two panels right there that I just became transfixed on. Of just like that's an interesting small scene, a subtle thing, and Lion Cat's one of my favorite of all yes. cats in all. He's everything. pretty great. I just it makes me still want a Sinks cat. Like they're so ugly, but so. Oh, like the little hairless cats. Yeah. Yeah, they're gross. <laughs> but they look so cute too. No, they at the don't. same time, you're wrong. They're little <laughs> scrotum-looking things. <laughs> But there, there is a big thing that happens at the end, if it's true. Again, the writing of this, ah, I didn't think... Are you talking about the very last page? Yes. Ah, yes. Because it's something that, you know, dead is dead. I feel like you're really just giving it away by saying that. That doesn't mean anything. There's well, who, There's been a bajillion people that died. Listen, you said it's a big thing, though. <laughs> A big thing that people could possibly come back. They're gonna, they're gonna, everyone's gonna guess. But is that's it, okay. is it, is it a false hope? I mean, I mean, listen, and 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 any other universe, like when every magician, sorcerer, whatever, magic-y type person will be like, we can't bring back the dead because their minds are corrupted. At the at the very least, like we can bring back their bodies, but their minds won't be the same. And and even in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? They brought her back from the dead, and she was fucked up. 
because she had gone to heaven and they fucking ripped her out of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting if the what they're saying they can do, they can actually do and how that is going to turn out. Knowing the trajectory of almost all of the stories in this book, my guess is it's not going to turn out the way anybody wants it to because nothing that's happens the for these people. Well, <laughs> no. And that's there. So, again, that's like what just blew my mind. There wasn't a lot that happened, happened like that. I felt progress the story. But again, not everything needs to progress the overall story. It's the interactions with certain people that you fall in love with. And so there is. Um, some nice uh, interaction with Hazel begging on the street and everything and talking to another robot and just having some of these side characters and then also getting some new, um, I don't know, threads being put in there as well with just some characters talking to different people and what's going on besides the giant war and everything else within this world. So, so good. That's all I'm going to say, because, yeah, just though there's two. Th- yeah. yeah, I'm just going to shut up. All right. <laughs> it looks like there's been some age progression that's happened since the last one a little bit, too. And I um, forget forget the robot's name, but as uh, Hazel calls him, Brobot. Yeah. Uh, there's also. A... Isn't he just like Prince something? Yeah, he's Prince, Prince some yeah. robot something. I forget which one, but. There is a interesting thing that happened with him after hearing the other uh, robot citizen uh, when he left, and I thought, "Oh, that's interesting," because I don't. I guess I could say it because I'm going to ask you the question. Then, did he ever grow his arm arm gun, like his his hand gun before? I don't remember. No, I don't think so. But he was very like. I mean, he's wearing a shirt that says A cab, which is. <laughs> Which is funny to me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, because last time we saw him, he was still very, like, I think, the, I think or... the last the last real thing that came out of when we saw him was that he told Hazel yeah, that, that he, he loved her, her. And she was like, gross, you're my brother. Yeah. <laughs> so he was heartbroken. But yeah. I, I, I'm interested That's why I think now. there's been some age progression that's happened. Because Hazel oh, looks older, well, too. Okay. Oh, yes. So since you haven't read it, that they do start off. They say, And what I thought was interesting about it, when she starts doing kind of her narration to kind of say where we're at now in the story, she says six months have passed. Oh, okay. Since uh, their ship, uh, the last big thing is their ship was destro- right. destroyed. Yes. And now they're homeless. Right. And saying six months, I thought was just kind of funny and clever because, oh, it's been six months since we read the last book. So I hope that doesn't become a yearly thing of a six months jump, but that's where we're at in the story. Gotcha. As well, which isn't a big spoiler of where we're at, but oh, so good. And then at the end, too, uh, you know, reading the letter section and everything, they are doing their they call it the fifth annual now uh, costume contest. Ah. So besides, I mean, it was just one of the things that's in the back. So you can send in either snail mail, a picture of you with whatever materials you want, just as a character. And if you win the grand, the grand prize winner will be published in glorious color in the to be continued portion of the comic book, which is their letters page. An ish, uh, issue of Saga signed and sketched on by the fabulous Fiona Staples and. 
$1,000. As well as other prizes to some of them that they pick. Uh, I believe it's April 28th. That yep. the submissions need to be submitted in. I do always enjoy seeing uh, some of the pictures that they post uh, once they receive them and seeing the winners because there's always some creativity. And I also like it too, as they uh, they stated in it, don't look at some of the last ones and see. You could see some people put a lot of effort and some people this, but they still awarded prizes to people, even you know, little kids that maybe made a cardboard yeah, thing. Like they're yeah. very generous right. and like they realize that like sometimes it's just money that's made you a great costume yeah so be you know? creative yeah uh if you love saga pick a character it honestly did make me think of wanting to do this sometime you could do i mean listen those those old computer monitors the crt ones like you can go to any goodwill and get one of those for like three dollars see this thing <laughs> is though, the only the thing inside. that's keeping me from wanting to truly do this is I have seen some very good cosplay, yeah. and I'm like, I don't compare to that. But then I just remember, though, maybe make something more silly or funny. and Sure. Something half-assed that, yeah, could yeah, work. Yeah, you love making costumes like that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so the next uh, six months will probably be at least a little bit of chatting about Saga. Yay! Well, I got nothing for you this week. I'm so sorry. I've been a bad comic book reader for like the past two months. Well, it's all right. We'll forgive you for having a one-year anniversary. <laughs> yeah, you know, life happens, work and things. Uh, I, oh, I'm hitting microphones. I don't know. <laughs> um, So let's get into some news. Okay. Uh, I found this being very interesting. Uh, Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Has now in has four movies that have earned two billion dollars. Okay. And that just makes her then just a fun statistic that she's been in four of the top five all time. So the two avatars and two. And uh, some of the Avengers movies? Endgame and Infinity yeah. War. Yeah. So, and the only other one up there is then Titanic, which I think, I think Avatar 2. She was not in that movie. Well, no, I was saying of the top five. I don't five, think there were any black people in that the movie. The top five <laughs> movies are those four plus Titanic. Oh, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> she was not in that movie. She no. would have, A, been too young, I think, to be in that movie, no. but also that was a really white movie. <laughs> but this gives plenty directors, you know, if you want to make couple billion dollars throw zoe in your picture yep. gotta have her weird color though too yeah, that's true <laughs> green and listen, blue she's made a lot of other movies that haven't What's... made that much money <laughs> green and blue that makes yellow right green and blue yeah doesn't it sure i think so anyway she's got to be right. yellow in the next one and then well, she'll yellow, make four... no, yellow and blue make green oh they green come... and blue make like teal She's got to be teal then and be a $4 billion <laughs> person then. But anyways, I thought that was just an interesting statistic while everyone talks about how much Avatar 2 is making right now. Ugh, why? Why? It's still a good movie. It is not. You're lying to me. Well, you know what the best movie is? It's the movie reviewed last year. Morbius. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a bunch of awards or at least nominations for an award. Yeah, the uh, the uh, only awards that matter. 
<laughs> the Razzies. <laughs> so as you were telling me, so the Razzies are the come out at the Oscars mm-hmm. and they are created for what is known as the worst films, the yes. worst actor and actress, the worst screenplay, um, pretty much mocking the Oscars for the opposite reasons. Well, this says that um, it's a parody award show honoring the worst of the, of cinematic underachievements. Um, the award is meant to encourage well-known filmmakers and top-notch performers to own their bad. So if you're... A Denzel Washington, and you make a real shitty movie that you should just own up and be like, yeah, I didn't do my best, right? Just like everybody else in the world has to when they fuck up at work, you have to admit that you were wrong. And and that part I'm cool with. But there's a lot of stuff that the Razzies have done that just feels, like, mean. Like what? Well, the one they did this year, for instance. <laughs> that poor 12-year-old girl, like, her, literally, I think, her first movie... And they nominated her for Worst Actress. And it's like, let the 12-year-old like get a couple years under her fucking belt before you, I don't know, throw her on top of the fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and I completely agree with you, which they then realize they're bad, even though they've done it before. In this day and age, it's not a cool thing. So they rescinded that award. Good. And I find it... I don't know if ironic would be the correct word, but you know there's also an Oscar scandal going on with a female uh, actress for, I believe, supporting actress. Oh, okay. So this is the woman that got nominated, and I can't remember the name of the movie, but everyone's calling it out because she... The The producers... You're not supposed to campaign to people directly. Like, you're not supposed to call people and be like, vote for this person, or have you seen this movie? You're supposed to campaign through, like, um, ads, or you can go and do, like, group presentations. Because, like, one of the things a lot of people used to do, I don't know if they do it so much anymore, but they used to go to... they Hollywood has these old folks' homes that are filled with, like, old actors and actresses and directors who are part of the Academy still because they won something way back in the day and still vote. And largely sometimes are the only ones who vote, <laughs> <laughs> which is why Oscar's so white. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this woman got nominated. It, I mean, the Viola Davis got overlooked for uh, the woman King. Is that what it was called? I believe. So, yeah. And then, so, and then somebody else for the movie till, um, and this woman who everybody's like, who is this? And what was this movie? It got nominated. And it, you know what, though? It, the thing that sucks is it might be a good performance. And that's the thing. And it pisses me off that the Oscars are such, uh, I, I mean, there's rules, but these rules seem to kind of like uh, help out the big guys. Right. Because this was a smaller film. And again, so you don't get to see those right. actors actors or anything because they don't win any awards so therefore no one really sees those movies so i think it's a cool thing sucks that they're getting in trouble for it i've heard that they aren't going to rescind that one but again interesting how the razzies had something going on and now the oscars do as well with Mm -hmm. a supporting actress or lead actress whichever they were in i don't know so ironic weird whatever yeah, so the the girl's name is uh, Ryan Kiera Armstrong, and she was in the remake of Firestarter. I saw that. 
So she's the one that's got that was got nominated for the Razzie. Oh, I didn't think she did too bad. And and even Drew Barrymore, who is the original girl from Firestarter, was like, "This you guys, that's so mean." I was like, first of all, like, I think really people are are looking at it based on the performance that she did when she, she was in that movie. And I tell. Go back and watch that movie, everybody, because I tell you what, Drew Barrymore isn't that great of an actress in that yeah. movie either. <laughs> but it is kind of a mean thing to do to somebody yeah. who's so young. There was um years and years and years and years and years ago, there was this little girl in this movie called Beasts of the Southern Wild, which was nominated. She was nominated for an actual Oscar. She was like five. She was nominated wow. for Best Actress. This girl was amazing in this movie. She deserved to be nominated for Best Actress and... Chrissy Teigen, who has an opinion about everything, <laughs> came out and was real mean about her on uh, social media. And like, oof, did she feel that backlash? So it's like, let's leave the kids alone. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it's if it's a 12-year-old who's made 100 movies already, then maybe fine. Right? She did a real stinker. But well, let's, not, let's not be mean to children. And yes, true. But I still think the Razzies have their place in this day and age because there are some very horrible ones. So again, Morbius, the whole reason why I brought this whole thing up is uh, it was nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Actor, Worst Supporting Actress, Worst Director, and Worst Screenplay. All the big ones yeah. there. So It might take the categories for sure. It, so it was uh, nominated for five. There were a couple that uh, got a few more total. Disney's Pinocchio got six. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I've heard it. Oh, that was the one with Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. Yeah, not the Guillermo del Toro one. Oh, that one was fucking phenomenal. Have you seen it? The no. stop motion. I, If you like stop motion, watch it anyways because you should watch every stop motion mm-hmm, because they're mm-hmm. just amazing. But his, there's, uh, when they go to the, the island of misfit, misfit Boys or whatever and... Uh, <laughs> Misfit Boys. I think you're <laughs> conflating Pinocchio with uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yes. In the Disney version. Uh, like the Island of Sin or something yeah. like that. Guillermo had a, a different take on it that, again, uh, made it feel fresh in the way. It's Pinocchio, but not. it wasn't the same story. I yeah. mean, there was still a giant whale and kind of the same. But there was such great subtleties and I don't want to give away kind of what it was but it just it made it I feel superior to the original one and honestly is a true masterpiece and so I was almost going to then watch the other Pinocchio be like okay I guess I'm on a Pinocchio you know trip but then I read how bad it was and I'm like no I don't need that so the year the Razzies started um, here is what was nominated for Worst Picture. So this would have been... So the first awards were in 1981. It would have been all the movies that came out in 1980, right? Because they okay, go yeah. your year back like the... So Can't Stop the Music. I don't know what that movie is. Cruising, which... Do you know what? Do you know the movie Cruising? It sounds familiar. It has Al Pacino in it. Isn't it Al Pacino? Um, and basically, it's it's a it's a William Friedkin movie, and the whole concept is that there's this serial killer that is killing gay men in New York, but specifically gay men who hang out in like the the leather scene, okay. right? So he has to go undercover into this scene to like figure out who the serial killer is, and it's actually a really great movie. I don't know. <laughs> 
Friday the 13th. Well, yep, worst picture for the Razzies. Inter- well, here's the thing. Maybe because when it first debuted, like most things, it didn't have that cult following right? yet. Maybe. The Jazz Singer. Great movie. The Nude Bomb. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> uh, sounds probably like a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, Raise the Titanic. Also, I think another probably bad movie. Um, Saturn 3. Don't know. Windows. Don't know. Xanadu. <laughs> that one's a classic. And Right. And Robert Greenwald won Worst Director for Xanadu, but also on this list is Brian De Palma for the movie Dressed to Kill, which I actually just rewatched recently and was fucking amused to no end by this movie. William Friedkin for Cruising and Stanley Kubrick for The Shining is on this. Wow. For Worst Director. So I, you know, I mean, I only give him so much. Well, Wait. I can only give the Oscar so much. Weight, I only too. give the Oscar so much <laughs> yeah. weight as well, right? There, it is. I guess use this as a as a, a guide, but not a rule, right? The, I mean, the Oscars is it would be like if you and I. Well, they, I mean, they do this, but if if we were like these are the best comic book podcasts out there, <laughs> and these are the worst comic book podcasts out there, like we're peers, we're in the same industry. Right? It's not it's popular vote. It's just people who make movies telling the general public what movies they think were good last year, essentially. <laughs> it's all a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> but, well, speaking of movies and TV shows and, and all that, Marvel has a ton going on in the MCU. How can you keep track of when or where and what happened? Just stop thinking about it. And then when something pops up, you're like, oh, my God, that's here. <laughs> That's how I've been living my life. Well, Marvel <laughs> is coming out uh, with a new book, The Marvel Cinematic Universe, an official timeline. Oh, jeez. Coming out it's this a whole fall. Book? Like it's a, a book? Like a comic book or like a book no, book? No, it's like a book book. But it's going to have um, the complete guide to everything the MCU and answers to questions like what happened, when, where, why, and how. So I look at this as an interesting thing because I'm sure they're going to have tidbits probably. I don't know if they're going to do it as like a watcher type, like explaining this mm. as a real thing, or if they do it more of a behind the scenes, knowing that it's a production, like how they write the timeline. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice for some people that haven't $5 that. Yeah. That haven't watched all the movies. Cause again, if you've watched all the movies in the TV shows, you should know where things fall in place. It's not that hard to know that Black Widow, even though it came out more recently, takes, takes place, place before. Yeah. Right. It, it makes sense. Just look at the dates and how they all work. I guess the only confusion might be from the blip to newer things coming out. And maybe they, if it's coming out in August, they're probably going to already have some pages, at least for the Quantumania coming out. Listen, everybody, don't don't buy this book. <laughs> For forty five dollars, yeah. There's really send send us ten dollars, and Tony will just email you the timeline. <laughs> totally could. And if you have any questions, because this says it's uh the um where is it the blah, 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 blah. created in collaboration with Marvel Studios, it will answer the biggest questions: what happened, when, and where. So it's the definitive guide to the lore, timelines, and characters of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you can get a lot of that just from googling. I might I point out, but also Tony has all of this in his brain. So a, I'm disappointed in you for not capitalizing on this sooner. 
<laughs> I should have written the book. Yeah, you really should have. Um, but also, like, you can get this information cheaper if you don't want to do the work yourself just by emailing drunkoncomics at gmail.com and PayPaling us $10. We'll get you that details. And Tony will give you a little synopsis and answer all the questions you have. He needs the work, guys. So <laughs> he will take your $10. <laughs> um, Linz, did you ever watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Um, like, sporadically. Okay, you at least know what it yeah. is. Yeah. I don't feel like it was particularly your humor, but for me, yeah. I loved it. I do love Meatwad a lot. Um, Shake, I can't stand that character. That's my whole problem yeah. with that entire show is Shake. <laughs> I mean, it. one of the, my favorite lines that I use a lot is from that show. It was from a, a rain. It was from an episode where uh, Shake, uh, he was pretty much uh, immortal, and he. He goes, or when he found out he was immortal, he goes, I'm immortal, like in that documentary, The Highlander. (laughs) And it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard, but I now use that for anything as in, like, uh, Alien, or like in that documentary, Independence Day. I just use all these movies as if they're real documentaries, and I just use that line. It's one of my favorites. But I bring all this up because Aqua Teen Hunger Force is back. Well, didn't they? Wasn't there a movie coming out? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know about this. Oh, though. okay. Or at least I, in the back of my mind, like I thought I had heard something about this before. Right. Probably even mentioned it on this, and then I just forgot it after we recorded it. But it's coming out uh, February eighth. Well, listen, we need some we need some weird humor to replace uh, um, all the Justin Roiland <laughs> stuff that is not going to be renewed. Uh, going forward. Well, no. Uh, well, yeah, his own things. Rick and Morty is still going to go with that. Him. Yes. It, all right. Sure. It's going to go. Right. The last season was good. I just caught yeah, up on did, it. Did he write it? Did Justin Roiland write the last season? I mean, I think Dan does more of the writing. You think so? I don't know. I guess I didn't really get into it, okay. but. What I'm saying is they're going to go forward, but how is it going to be as whatever as it is? Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. And if Dan is doing most of the writing, then sure. That's at least what I heard, which made me be like, okay, sweet, it's going to at least still be somewhat safe. But I know the fifth season was a little, not everyone liked it. It was a little less of the... Is that the one that had the Beth clone in it show up? Yes, but it, I mean, that still is kind of an interesting take, but it it, it didn't, some people think the fifth season didn't... uh, progress the overall story that everyone's seen from the first couple seasons that were in the background of some episodes like you're like oh there's an overall thing and then there's what they call the bottleneck episode of whatever this up ep- this season felt like it really progressed to where the end game of the series will go because mm. um, a lot of people thought it would be the council of evil ricks and then the original morty um yeah but I enjoyed the last season. Yeah, we, I, I I like Rick and Morty, and I just haven't watched the past couple ones. I mean, it's um, it's there's some good humor, but there's some very cool sci-fi stuff. Like if you sure. even didn't like the nerdiness, the sci-fi is right. Or I mean, the humor, the nerdiness. Yeah, is- it'll be interesting to see um, what it's like when he's cut out of it. For being yes. a naughty boy. <laughs> Um, and I'm, it sounds like I'm making light of it, but it sounds like he was a real naughty boy. Yeah. So 
Um, one thing that I didn't mention in the last couple of weeks because it was an ongoing battle, but it's finally come to the end. Uh, there was a huge clusterfuck with Hasbro, who owns uh, Wizards of the Coast, okay. and Wizards of the Coast owns Magic Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. Like, right, and they used to there used to be actual separate Wizards of the Coast stores, right? Yes, and there is well, there used that magazine. Was, no, Wizard Magazine, different that, than I thought that was owned by Wizards of the Coast, though. No, it was just Wizard Magazine. I don't think it was. Because Wizard came out its own self. Now you're going to get me confused on the whole. <laughs> Regardless, Hasbro owns Wizard. Now. Okay. Let's get to the full story. Yep. And they own uh, the whole Dungeon and Dragons yes, stuff. Yes, that I knew. That is not the only tabletop game around. No. However, it's the most known. Yes. And because of how copyright laws and trademarks and, and how that whole system needs to get overhauled. There was uh, an ongoing license, OGL, as they call it, that the original D&D and Wizards of the Coast had made when they came up with the rule sets. Because, again, they came up with certain mechanics to play Dungeons & Dragons. Other publishers have, but it was a license that was pretty much an ongoing, you can use this pretty much like free. Like it was not in private, um, what, what do you call it? When it, stuff goes into private, like out of, Winnie the Pool j- just came in. To, oh, into um, like free. Public, public. Or, public yeah, domain. Public domain is what I meant, not private. Public domain. Okay. But ultimately it's kind of like a, public domain you can use you're talking this. about the D D D stuff okay. yeah so obviously they did that at the beginning because it was such an under played well yeah they like, had other people making supplements right. for like even though those people are make money it's giving more to this world than their right. creators could make right it was a great deal going for yep. everyone because again that works out well the people at hasbro however uh. who by the way they're coming out with a new D and D edition. Five, six. Pretty much, 5. yeah, 5. six. They're uh, I forget what they're. Uh, I think D and D one is what they're calling it. Ew. It's more uh, in integrated with um, what they've been doing with the D and D Beyond, which is a great resource right now. It sucks that when you buy physical books, you have to buy them digitally to use the digital adding mechanics and everything. Really? On, yeah. You oh, These books are expensive, too. They're not cheap. But as long as you have someone that owns them, they can share it within the campaign. So Anthony is the breadwinner for our group. He's pretty much bought them all. We can all use it since we all play together, which is sweet for me to then have all these books at hand gotcha. digitally. Regardless of all that, 5.0 uh, has been, or 5e has been great. People love it. There's a new edition. Cool. But during all this, Hasbro decided, well, with this new edition, we need to rescind our old uh, OGL and create a whole new one, too, for anyone going forward that will make anything for this, that we get all this money for it. Well, that pissed off everyone in the gaming community because then they were also saying that stuff like uh, Pathfinder's the uh, second biggest uh, tabletop. Mm -hmm. They have their own mechanics, so they're safe with what they had. But there's some supplements that sometimes may share like a name or something like this from D 
Dungeons and Dragons that would say we created it first, so you can't. I'm using this example, even though it's not true, like orc or something. Like, sure, you can't call your things orcs or hobgoblins, or your kobolds can't look like ours. That that's getting into some like no one has cared about that until now because these fuckheads at the top of Hasbro right. thought we well, can monetize I mean, this to make every single penny be ours. Not realizing what that's going to do is piss off the people that buy this. Yeah. Which is what happened. Once word got, and so this all started about a month ago. Once word got out about that, there was online campaigns, all the forums saying, fuck this. Uh, we're not going to buy your stuff. Uh, people were trashing them. The whole new system, even though people were kind of, they're kind of, everyone bitches about the new system anyways. All the it's time, new. no matter what. Yeah. And then they start getting used to it. So yeah. some of that can be grain of salt. But again, no, most people are like, we're going to leave playing this mechanics and go do someone else because fuck you. They had everything, even with this new mechanic coming out, and there's talk about with the whole jet, chat GBT um, AI thing that they have. You've heard about that, right? No. Chat GPT. Look it up. It's one of the smarter AI bots right now. It's the thing that's now starting to write articles for a lot of different magazines. It's excellent. intuitive. It's going to take uh, a huge sector of people. It's even going to start taking uh, engineers, like coding engineers. I just learned that a bunch of engineering friends that I have that do coding use it to make code. And once you get this algorithm, start learning more. Anyways, you could use that and put that into a and d session and have a robot be your DM mm. while people are playing on their computers. You don't even need to have a DM anymore. You could just have a couple random people from online join a guild and then have its own thing. D&D could set that up with this whole new I feel thing. I like that's less fun because the best thing about DMing is fucking people over yes. out of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> but some people don't like that experience. That and is may, true. may want, but they've kind of shot themselves in the foot now with a lot of goodwill because they've now come out and said, okay, we're not changing anything. The whole new OGL will be the same as it was before. Some people got their asses reamed out because, again, all they're looking at is the money now. Right. Then the goodwill and the you'll get well, money later. Well, I don't know. The fucking decades of of like pe- I mean people people who played D&D in the 80s are still if they're still alive are still playing it today. Like there's such a brand loyalty to that game because it was so underground and because you know, it was a shared experience. People called them Satan worshipers. And, like, there was just such a community built up around it. And now you're like, oh, um, money, please? That's uh, never going to fly with a community like that. Ever, 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 ever. No. It, they're, they're too... D&D players are too, like, pen and paper. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. you guys might have moved to online, but in your heads, like... There's this whole, like, creative pen and paper, like, building the world around you creativity that goes into it. And if you know at the end of it is just somebody trying to get some dollars in their pocket, like, that loses the genuineness of the experience. So it's so it's one great thing in the nerd kingdom of we won this day. Sucks that it even came to that. But what's even more shitty is Hasbro just laid off 15% of its employees. Blame it on disappointing holiday sales. 
guarantee you though because this didn't work out they didn't need as many engineers that they were going to do to do some other shit that they were going to start doing which yeah. again i doubt hasbro would have done anything just themselves releasing things because we know they don't release shit half the time right. the extra supplements are just that extra more things that people can use mm-hmm. oh, so dumb so so dumb Ah, oh, you nerds <laughs> um pretty much that's mostly it uh i will say i saw the m night Shyamalan Shyamalan m night Shyamalan? Shyamalan yeah yeah uh his a trailer for his new movie Dave Bautista is going to be in it. Okay. Looks actually good. Yeah. Like the last one old fucking sucked. Oh my God. That movie but it was seems terrible. like every other movie that he does is good. Well, he's doing that TV show too. The Servant on Apple TV. Oh, I don't have Apple TV. I didn't know about I, that. If it's good I haven't not. watched it. I've heard it's good. It has two or three seasons. But uh, a, a, it's called a, a knock, a knock on the Cabin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see the trailer for that oh, one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Doesn't it look interesting? Where it looks like a, it almost looks like a bunch of religious fanatics show up at the door and tell this couple who is vacationing in this cabin that they need to kill somebody. Somebody. It doesn't need to be one of it doesn't it's two it's them and it's the couple. I'm being ambiguous. It's the couple and the chi- and a child. And they're basically like one of you needs to die, be a sacrifice. And I have so many questions already. I'm like, why not one of them? Why not one of them mm-hmm. has to die? <laughs> but also from the trailer, it did show like some things supernaturally, yeah. which then, again, I a twist in it could be of there was nothing out there anyways, and right. these people just wanted to make one of them kill someone. But it does look like it might be a little super. I mean, all this shit has some supernatural stuff. Tell you in what, it usually... if Dave Batista knocked on my door in the middle of the woods, looking like a giant Mormon, <laughs> I would be scared. That's true. <laughs> Cause that's what he looks like. <laughs> um, have you been watching? I haven't watched it, but I, have you been watching The Last of Us? I didn't. I uh, plan on starting that this week. Yeah, I haven't. Okay, I haven't watched it either. Josh started watching it without me. Cause I've heard good. it's got great reviews. That's which what makes, I've been seeing too. And I never played the games, but I've I know of the games, right. uh, and I know they're good games, and so I know a bit of what the story is going to be, anyways. Um. I just was kind of more or less waiting to have a couple episodes because I knew it was going to probably be something that would be like, I, I need more right away. Right, so yeah. I'm going to have like a quick fix of like three episodes and then get on the bandwagon with everyone. Um, so my last thing, though, is some news on what the whole new DC studio slate might be. Because James Gunn has pretty much said he's starting from scratch. That's right, yep. And... Uh, most people are thinking that some news is going to be coming out soon. Uh, what happened was on Twitter, which again, I hate when shit happens on Twitter because it's not really news, but this was kind of interesting. So uh, U.S. Congressman um, Robert Garcia uh, jokingly demanded to James Gunn that if he didn't present the new DCU plan by February 1st, he was calling for a congressional hearing yeah. and asked the tough questions everyone wants to know. Is that the guy that got sworn in on the Superman Probably, because he says he's a professed comic book nerd. Yeah. Probably could be the same one. I don't know. Obviously, it was kind of, it's in jest. Um, and then James Gunn responded first with a concerned emoji, 
But then following up, sir, the American or then the congressman said the American people need answers and gun ended by simply saying and the answers they will receive. So people think coming up by February 1st or sometime there, we might get word of what movies they're going to be planning on making. Okay. So that'll be really interesting. I've not cared this much about the DC. No, you not usually. But I mean, then there's still like the next Shazam movie still has to come out yeah. and stuff. So I mean, well, again, you could still enjoy those. They don't have to be all connected. I'll enjoy the Shazam movie because no, I like the first one. I know. One. I'm just saying it feels like what if it is really good and then they decide they have already decided not to move forward with it. Then you know that it's done and it just makes it a little sad. Well, I mean, they still are having the Batman two and Joker two. Uh, are I mean, Joker two has already been. Filmed. Uh, are you talking about the? I mean, that's really an Elseworlds thing, anyway. Yeah, and that's where again, I think they're gonna still do some of those things, have those individual movies, and then have your your big right. middle like plate there of all these ones connected, and that's what they should be doing. And so I'm very happy with whatever James Gunn does. There's certain. Well, things... you say that now, but let's just wait and see what <laughs> that he <is> says. <laughs> Well, even so, I, I truly believe in him. If he can get, and I feel that he would be the first to say if there was interference from up top. Yeah. Because that's the thing that ruins a lot of things. But again, Peacemaker turned out pretty damn well. They sure. allowed him to have what he wanted to do there. His Suicide Squad mm-hmm. turned out the way the first one should have and yep. should have been the only one. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, at least on that side of it, because you know, everyone knows Marvel's plans, even though they're switching, they keep adding more and more. And Ugh, too much. Yeah, can you remember a world where it wasn't this much? Yes, it's the '90s. I can remember the '90s still. <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip side, there was way more comic books. I feel in the '90s. You're insane if you think there were way more comic books in the '90s. Maybe not. Well, okay. Maybe not more single issue lines, but there were. I mean, I guess they sold more per. Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, that's been a line that's been going downward for a while now. But I thought you were gonna say there were more like good movies in the nineties. Oh no, no. I was saying just uh, comic books in general. The nineties was a hell of a year for movies, though. Let me tell you. Um, 1999 being one of the best ones. I really think people thought the world was going to end, so they just pushed everything out. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we got the Matrix that year, and like all kinds of just all kinds of great stuff came out in 1999. So, but yeah, I don't, re- I don't remember. It's remember when we all wanted this. Remember when we all wanted this, and now we're all like, okay, um, too much. <laughs> I think it's just right, personally. It's like when you are like, when you have a crush on somebody, and they, and then you find out that they like you back, and then you start dating, and then you realize that they're the most annoying person on earth, but like you can't give up on it because you finally got what you wanted. That's how I feel about it. (laughs) Yeah. I will say this. I hate, though, that there is so much to watch now 
But then it sucks when they cancel it too, like cancel certain shows that I don't even want to start stuff until oh, I know. Doom Generation is done. Doom Generation. Doom Patrol is done. No, like, they still have the new season. I know, but it's done after this. Yeah. I Well, did they officially announce yeah. it? I heard some I'm pretty sure it. that and Titans, I think, were the only two left going. Well, Harley Quinn. I don't think they canceled no, Harley the Quinn. The cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, that should still be good, yeah. I think. But after, I think after this season. I hope Doom Patrol at least gets an ending then. Hopefully. God, I fucking hope so, too. Uh, most of the seasons did kind of have that oh, an ending, ending where... of a bad guy. Yeah. and it could. So, yeah. Except it... for this last one. Season three, really, like, it certainly was left in a way where you were like, I really hope there's more after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah wait. i saw that the other day and i was like oh and it that is one of those shows where like i don't watch it consistently but when i do sit down to watch it like i watch it um and it's it's just it's really good i it's, it's kind of a bummer but i because yeah I, I started watching it uh during just some rough covid times when people were kind of still staying in a lot more uh with my roommate and yeah, we fell in love with that. It's really Cracked good. Cracked our asses up and didn't didn't really know anything going into it, except for I'd read like a comic book or two, so I knew who the characters were, but right. not enough to really know who they were, yeah. and now I love them. Yeah, it's great. But you know, Brendan Fraser's on to bigger and better things. Oscar-nominated Brendan Fraser. Who would have ever thought that the guy who played a caveman and Encino Man would be <laughs> nominated for an Oscar? <laughs> Well deserved. Though. A well deserved Oscar. He's a really fell off the face of the earth for a well, while. Going back to the '90s, some of my favorite movies and even early 2000s, Encino, well, Encino Man, yep. A Blast from the Past, mm-hmm. Bedazzled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't like that one? Mm. That was all right. Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, I, I understand devil. why men like that <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> George of the Jungle. Oh, I watched that movie so many times when I was younger. That is a great Brendan Fraser movie. He is running around shirtless most of the time, and that was when he was in like peak, peak shape. Yeah. Oh, real good. Well, Linz, that takes us to the end of today. Well, we knew we were going to get there some point. <laughs> I was going to start doing the Mickey Mouse Club, but I've done that before. So why would I end it on that? Yeah. Thank goodness. With that, stay thirsty for whatever random ending I come up with next time. Okay. Yeah, let's do that one. <laughs> I have nothing better, so. Or I guess stay thirsty for James Gunn's release of the studio movies. Stay thirsty for Tony's imminent disappointment. There's that. <laughs> 